An estimated 25 million people are on dating apps, many with one goal in mind, find the one. This is Gina DiPietro with Novant Health Healthy Headlines. So there's a convenience factor with dating apps, like finding someone while lounging on your couch. But it can also be stressful. Research even suggesting that dating apps can increase the risk of depression and low self-esteem. In this podcast, Kristen Barnhart sits down with Dr. Elise Herman, Psychiatry Division Chair at Novant Health, to learn how the search for love using dating apps may take a toll on mental health. That, and some advice on how to have a more positive experience. Hi, my name is Kristen Barnhart. I'm here with Dr. Elise Herman, Psychiatry Division Chair with Novant Health. Welcome. Thank you, glad to be here. We are here today to talk about something that's super trending, dating apps, and the link between depression and low self-esteem. I saw a link about there's some self-esteem issues and depression that can occur with dating and dating apps. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think overall we're certainly seeing a, a change in how people interact with the world. Certainly social media has been around for quite a long time now and the way that people engage with each other has drastically changed based on the fact that we do a lot of it virtually versus in person. Certainly this has had a big impact on uh, dating as well because now we have a forum to do this where you used to have to go out of the house and be able to actually engage with other people. So I think there's a few things that really have an impact when you have access all the time, right? So one of the things that happens is is being able to get on a dating app all the time. We also get trained to think we should be able to get a response all the time, right? So, So, you know, it used to be, gosh, you know, it's only when I'm in this certain setting am I going to be having to work myself up or coach myself into the position that I'm ready to maybe face rejection. Well, now that rejection could happen at any time, you know, and sometimes it could be not even real. We could think, oh, they haven't uh, responded to me or I didn't hear anything because they didn't swipe and I swiped. Um, So we're also really prone to making things up about what may or may not happen. And I think that can really have a drastic effect on self-esteem just because A, it could happen at any time. So we're probably to a little extent on high alert about it, but also the the rules of engagement have changed and that that really leaves us prone to even misinterpreting things and, and being susceptible in so many ways we haven't been in the past. And just like you said, it's a different setting. Whereas if you go out and you meet someone potentially at a bar or grocery store and you get rejected, okay, there's that one rejection. Whereas on a dating app, you can go through many people within minutes. Right. And you have more of a chance of rejection. And how can people cope with that rejection? Do they have to set better expectations going into dating apps? What are your thoughts on that? I think there's several things that you can do. I think, like you said, they, um, you know, normally if you would just happen at the grocery store or a bar, now you get to retreat home, right? Um, so maybe part of it is placing some boundaries around it. Maybe I'm only going to do this during a certain period of time during the day, or I'm only going to do this when I've done A, B, or C, so I'm feeling good, I'm feeling confident. Um, you know, set some parameters for yourself around it so there's actually, to some extent, you're making your own rules of engagement rather than it just happening at any time when when you may be having a good day 
you may be hungry, you may be tired, any of those things that you may not be able to interpret or bring your best self forward. So I think the other thing really is that our brains are amazing at finding patterns, right? That's part of our survival is, is being able to put pieces together to be able to find a pattern. Oh, okay, this is giving me information towards that. And what we become susceptible then is, like you said, you have exposure to so many more people online than you necessarily would meet in your day-to-day -day life face-to-face. -face. So all of a sudden, now there seems to be a pattern, right? Gosh, I've swiped all these 20 people and none of them have responded. Um, you know, really it's slowing yourself down and thinking about what do I tell myself about that? You know, am I telling myself that that means A, B, or C? Am I telling myself that that means I'm not attractive? Am I telling myself that people only like women who have big boobs and big butts? Am I telling myself that that means that I'm not a nice person? When we jump to those conclusions, we really are making something up. We're, there's actually no truth to that, that people, whether they swipe right or left, might actually have nothing to do with us, but we, make these assumptions or jump to these conclusions that then can lead down a spiral that certainly can lead to low self-esteem or depression. And going off of the whole self-esteem and depression, what can people do as soon as they get into those thoughts of it's me, it's me, nothing's working out for me? I know you said setting those parameters, maybe only swiping during these times, but it's hard to escape those thoughts mentally and put parameters on those thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's really bringing yourself back to reality. Um, we are human beings and who need connection with other people. And we really need that in-person connection with other people. Cigna did a great study last year that showed that actually the more overall social media use that people have, the lonely that they are. You know, that people actually who grew up during the, pre the depression and are of an older generation, you might think, oh, they're older, people have died off, they're the most lonely. Actually, they're not. It's the youngest generations that are the most lonely. And part of it is that the more social media time that they spend, the less they're really connecting with other people. So my first advice would be put the phone down. You know, what, what can you do to connect with the real people in your life? Call somebody who does ground you. Get yourself back into your body, whether that's going to the gym, going for a walk, doing some deep breathing, anything just to bring yourself back into the moment and really kind of get out of your head. Understand that the people who make these apps work to gamify it, right? That's how they get you to use it as much as they can. They understand the psychology of people more than most. So they want you to spend as much screen time as possible. That's how they become a successful business. Sometimes you just need to stop playing the game in order to really be able to, to bring yourself to the point where you might actually be able to win the game then um, coming from a better place. And then touching on the self-esteem, I think, and this is just, I guess you could say from my personal experience, just like with social media, you put what you want people to see on your dating profile, um, which it might not be truly representative, but you think it's what people want to see or what makes you most attractive. What are some thoughts on that and how people, if they get that rejection, they think I'm not pretty enough. It deals with body image issues. Mm -hmm. How can people deal with that and cope with those, those thoughts that come across? Yeah, it, you know, 
the research really shows that people are happy when they're living consistently with what they value. So I certainly think we all want to put our best foot forward and we want to present ourselves in the best ways. Um, but then also I would have that interpretation of what's going on around me as well. You know, we, we seem to think that things apply to other people don't necessarily apply to us. So we make this kind of logical fallacy in our thinking that we, we say, oh, well, they probably actually are that way, but I'm not and I'm just pretending. When in reality, probably everybody's pretending, right? right. But they're, they're using the, the pictures from when they were in college when now they're 10 years out of college, you know, that, that most people are trying to sue. So again, I think it would be a, a lot how you frame it um, and, and choosing to to show yourself in consistent ways with um, what's, whatever is authentic to you. You know, that that's ultimately what's going to lead you to success in dating anyway, is finding somebody whose values match up with yours. So whether it is something like I really enjoy physical fitness and I want somebody who is also physically fit and spends a lot of time at the gym, that, that's really more about lining up our values than necessarily the fact that we both have a lot of muscle tone, um, especially over time. That's not always going to be consistent. Life happens um, and bodies change and that's just what bodies do. But really finding somebody much more in, in the way that they, they view the world is ultimately going to lead to more dating success anyway. Well, and I know with some dating apps, the girl has to make the first move. Mm -hmm. And contrary to what I grew up with, oh, the guy has to make the first move. And so when that girl makes the first move and they don't hear back, uh, there's that bigger sense of rejection. And how can women... Uh, deal with that going against the norm of what they think of hey the guy has to make the first move if he's interested whereas now the girls are taking control in their dating and reaching out to men first yeah I think most guys would say it's very hard for them too <laughs> yes yeah um, and that and that's very much a shared experience um, and, and sometimes those are the things that can connect people right you know I, I went to a networking seminar uh, a few months ago that that said, you know, when nobody really likes small talk, but we all have to do it, especially when you go to these social engagements or when you're trying to network. And the, the best tip I walked away from is, you know, to compliment people or to commiserate with people. And that probably works on a dating app as well, right? That you could give somebody a compliment or both say, gosh, this is really hard, you know, that guys are probably just as worried about getting rejected as women are. Certainly the the media in general is very hyper-focused on, on women's appearance. Although over time, it seems to be across the board that that, that is what is valued in the media's perspective, at least. Um, again, I think it is bringing things back down to reality. So, you know, does whether or not this person respond to me actually change anything about my current situation? Right now, I've, I've not put anything out there. The answer is already no. If I put something out there and the answer's no, has anything actually changed for me right now? Not really, I'm still at no, but I took a chance and I'm not going to be able to make anything worse unless I continue to put myself out there. And like you mentioned earlier about finding those relationships and building those relationships. I know with some dating apps, I see it all the time that there's the quote unquote hookup culture. Mm -hmm. And 
for some people who are looking for something more meaningful, it could be discouraging that, hey, it's really hard to find something much more than just something temporary. How can people overcome those thoughts? I mean, I guess being upfront about what your expectations are going into it and with that person, but what else would you suggest? Absolutely. And and I think watching out for the same things you would watch out for in your everyday life, you know, that, that there are certainly safe people and there are certainly not so safe people. And there are going to be people who tell you one thing up front and that's not actually what you're after. Um, again, I think it is truly being authentic to yourself and certainly setting those um, boundaries like we talked about from the beginning, you're going to be putting your best foot forward. And and I would be cautious, of course, um, even just to psychologically protect yourself of understanding that it, it takes a while to get to know somebody. And that if that's a platform that people have set for this hookup culture, that it's probably okay to expect that a lot of people are there for that. And there are likely people who are not there for that, but don't necessarily have any other avenue. So they're also just trying to, to find somebody to connect with. And I'm curious because on the flip side of being rejected, I always like to call it the cheesecake factory effect with dating apps. You can keep turning the page because you'd never know if there might be something better. Sure. What's the impact of having that perception that there's always the something better out there, something more, and always wondering, what is that impact of that? Yeah, I think that really the, the positive psychology people have done an extensive amount of work on this, that if we continually set ourselves up in thinking that in order to be happy, I have to have achieved A, B, or C, or I have to find the most beautiful mate that I can, or the most successful, or the one that has the most wealth, um, we're going to be sadly disappointed, and that actually it's the flip side. It's the people who are happy, the people who actively work on choosing their happiness who actually get those things in life that if we are constantly thinking that oh there's always something better we're going to be hugely dissatisfied in life and actually even when we get that thing that we think we're going to think there's something else better and that continual grind does just that to people it really grinds people up so I think there's a lot of extensive research. I'm a big fan of Sean Acor and The Happiness Advantage, which was certainly a Nivon Health Reads book a few years ago, um, and really looking at those happiness habits, which are, again, a lot of the things that we've been talking about, of just sitting and breathing for two minutes a day, connecting with somebody who already is in your social network, thanking them for being a part of your network, doing having a gratitude practice. How do you already be grateful for the things that you have? I think the same thing can apply for your partner, right? How do you intentionally connect with people that are in your life? Maybe there's already somebody in your friend circle that ultimately could be a partner for you, but you're just not viewing the situation that way. And you're looking for something else. Oh yeah, he's great, but I really want somebody who's A, B, or C. Um, when that may or may not actually be a good match for me, that may or may not actually lead to, to happiness and ultimately, maybe if I choose to be happy now, I can actually get those things. I think often people talk about, you know, oh, when I stopped looking, that's when I found somebody, right? Here all the time. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and my perception of that is really that if I can figure out how to be really happy by myself, 
I'm going to be much more the person that somebody else is going to want to be with. That, that if I'm looking for that in somebody else, that I'm, I'm probably not really set up to be successful in a relationship because I'm going to keep looking through those things externally that I actually have the capacity to do for myself and to help myself be happy and then be a better partner. Absolutely. So what is your number one tip for people who are on dating apps or who are about to take the plunge and sign up? How, what, what is your number one tip for them to prevent self, low self-esteem and to prevent any start of depression? Yeah, I would say um, certainly connect with people in real life. I, I think people who can keep you grounded through that process. You know, I, I definitely say go for it. It's a great way to meet people and certainly know plenty of people who have gotten married um, with somebody that they met online. Um, and I think it's important then to keep somebody that you trust that can help you reframe those things when you need to. The other tip that I would give is how would you talk to your friend about that? So if you were in that other person's shoes in that situation, how would, how would you talk to your best friend if they were on the dating app, if they were seeing things the way that you are right now? I would talk to yourself the way you would talk to your best friends. And you might find you're actually a little bit kinder in that way and can help reframe things. But in those situations, look for the ways that, gosh, this is what I would tell somebody else in this situation. Probably that's what I should be telling myself here. Gina DiPietro again. A far cry from the bar scene, dating apps are increasingly becoming the norm in dating. With a simple swipe right, users can match and even find lasting love. But swiping also leaves room for rejection. Like Dr. Elise Herman said, it's important to be realistic and authentic. You won't match with everyone, and that's okay. Create a profile that shows your authentic self to find someone who embraces you for you. And most importantly, don't let dating apps consume your thoughts or affect how you perceive yourself. Thanks for listening to this episode of Healthy Headlines. If you would, please rate and review us. And if you have a topic idea, email healthyheadlines at novanthelp.org. We might just turn it into a podcast.